Are you one of the millions around the world that struggles with fear? You want to overcome it, you're tired of it, but you don't know how to take on the challenge. Today you will learn that your fear can actually get you to your greater purpose in life if you let it focus you in the right place. Hi, I'm Peter Lopez and you're listening to Purpose. For today's episode, we're going to be doing a deep dive into fear. The reason why we're doing so is because our biblical passage is really going to highlight its power, but at the same time is going to guide us through a lesson on how fear can actually lead us to something greater in our lives. I know for those of you who are in the midst of battling fear right now, that seems impossible. For those of you who are listening to this podcast who have been challenged by fear, but who have been able to get on the other side of it, you understand that there is something greater that can come through it. Now, today's passage is going to introduce us to it because there is a man by the name of Joseph, who we've been following through our podcast, who's going to struggle with fear. Let's find out what happens to him. It tells us in Matthew 2.22, but when he, Joseph, heard that Archelaus reigned in Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Now follow this. Joseph hears the news. The news that he hears is that Archelaus is now going to be the ruler in Judea. And what the passage tells us is that Joseph becomes afraid. And here is where the passage introduces us to this idea, this concept of fear. Joseph becomes afraid. Now, he's afraid for all the right reasons. Don't get me wrong. This guy who's just taken over is a known murderer. He's literally a thug ruler who kills Jews by the thousands and has a reputation for being downright evil. And so there's a good reason why he would be afraid. But I want you to notice that the reason why Joseph is specifically afraid is because this man being a ruler and Joseph being a Jew means that this man as a murderer now poses a threat to Joseph's safety. He is a threat to Joseph's life, or maybe you could say he's a threat to Joseph's well-being, and not only Joseph, but also Mary, and then also the young Jesus. So he's afraid, and he's afraid because of the threat that has now come across his life and his well-being and that of his entire family as well. Now, we already can take a little bit of a deep dive into this passage because it shows us where our greatest fears will often come from. See, like Joseph, you will find that your greatest fears are usually caused by either actual, realistic, or maybe even perceived threats to you and your family. Just just really think through what you fear the most or what happens when you get that pain-stricken fear and panic inside of you. Usually what it's caused by is an actual threat, a threat to your safety, a threat to your health, a threat to your comfort, a threat to your finances, a threat to your well-being, some type of threat to you or it may not be an actual threat, it may actually be a perceived threat. And what I mean by that is it could be something small, but you think, or maybe I should say you forecast that that small thing is going to lead to something even worse, that that little thing is going to become something huge. 
And so you perceive that as a significant threat. It may not be the full threat you think it is, but that's how you perceive it to be. So you end up having a fear. So what I want you to do is I just really initially want you to open your mind to where fear comes from, what causes it. What you're going to find is that the majority of the time your fear is caused because you feel like your safety is at risk. Your health is at risk. Your comfort is at risk. Your finances are at risk. Or your general well-being is at risk. Or your most important relationships are at risk. Your job is at risk. Something about you is being threatened and then that is what is causing your fear. Hey, I can relate to you on this. Honestly, I can. I can go back really to several years ago, really uh, several years ago, when I was dealing with a minor health issue. The minor health issue was just that. It was minor, it was resolved, I've moved past it. But at the time, the health issue was something that we were trying to discover the cause of, which required multiple doctor's visits, required testing, required weeks of waiting in between tests. But here is what I noticed. I began to, watch this, I began to fear that there was something that was terribly wrong inside of me. Now, ultimately, there wasn't. It was a minor issue. But I began to fear because I perceived that my health was at risk. And that perceived threat led me to fear. I actually dealt with this, guys, for several months. And I'm telling you that after several months of dealing with that fear because of a perceived threat to my health, to my well-being, to my family's, ultimately, it actually even led to depression. For months, I struggled with depression that was rooted in my fear because of a perceived threat to my health. Knowing what is causing your fear is going to give you the power to fight it. Now, at the first several weeks to months, I did not know that I was entering into this depression. I did not fully realize what was happening inside of me, though I knew something was definitely happening. As I began to work to the tail end of this significant challenge in my life, it was that I, then that I began to realize that I was fearing death. I was fearing a diagnosis that would be life-threatening and that fear is what ultimately caused my depression. So what I want you to do first is realize your fear is often caused because of an actual or perceived threat to you or your family. That's where your fear comes from. It's where Joseph's came come from, came from. And so now in the next lesson, kind of the next part of the verse, it says this, after it tells us about Joseph's fear, it says, nevertheless, being warned by God in a dream. He withdrew to the region of Galilee, and even the next verse says he went and lived in a city called Nazareth. Now, here's where we get a little bit of hope. The first part of the verse really breaks down fear, and we can kind of break down what Joseph experienced. We can relate it to our lives and learn what causes our fear. Now, in this part, it's pretty cool because we see that God knew about Joseph's fear. It wasn't a surprise to God. In other words, when Joseph experienced this fear, this terror, 
God immediately knew about it, and God was immediately there for him. Now, for those of you who have or are currently dealing with fear, you know that it's a big deal to know that someone is there with you. Because often in the midst of fear, you feel very alone, you feel very isolated, and your initial reaction is actually to pull away, to just be yourself, to get into a dark room, to, to never leave the house, to never get out in public. It's a big deal if you've dealt with fear to know that God knows the moment you experience your fear and even that God is immediately right there with you, just the way that he was with Joseph. We can see that that's what God did in Joseph's case. Now, God then, we're told that God communicates, warns Joseph. He, he works with Joseph through a dream and gives Joseph a way through his fear. And Joseph actually ended up taking it. So God tells Joseph that, that he wants him to continue on his journey, but to go at it a different path. And that the path that he would take maybe was different from what Joseph was planning. But here's what's amazing. It obviously wasn't different from what God was planning. Because the place that Joseph ended up was a city called Nazareth. And what we are told is that when Joseph gets there, he establishes his family there, that Jesus really lives there the first 30 years of his life, and that that's exactly what the prophecies that had been written hundreds of years before this time said would happen. It's interesting because it ends up being that Joseph is in the exact place that God wanted him to. Joseph ends up there. Now, what was it that led him there? It was actually his fear. See, had Joseph continued on the path, it looks like, had Joseph continued on his original path, he may have ended up somewhere that he wasn't supposed to be. But God, who immediately shows up when Joseph experiences his fear, immediately communicates with Joseph, redirects Joseph, but it only appears like a redirection to Joseph. It was actually the plan of God all along. But what helped get Joseph out of his plan and into God's plan was his fear. You get it? So his fear actually ends up being a great major part of what got Joseph to arrive to his greater purpose. It's really cool, guys. That means that your fear can be what gets you to your greater purpose as well. If, now follow this, because that's a big I and a big F, uppercase both, underline, if you use your fear to focus you. All right, because Joseph was initially focused on what he was going to do based on what he thought God had given to him. But in, that was his initial thought. He had to refocus, realign, and then rework what God gave to him to end up where his greater purpose would be. I know that your fear seems completely overwhelming to you. Maybe your fear has led you to a depression. Maybe your fear has led you to anxiety attacks. Maybe your fear has led you to isolation. Maybe your fear is causing you trouble at work. Maybe your fear is a reason why you're losing relationships. I don't know, but I know what fear is capable of. And right now, what I want you to realize 
is that your fear, you have to start looking at it differently. You have to see your fear as not something that is destroying you, but actually see your fear as something that can actually get you to your greater purpose. You just have to make sure that rather than being crippled by your fear, you allow your fear to focus you on where you need to be. So what did Joseph do that we can learn to help us use fear to focus us? Well, the first thing he did is he understood what was causing his fear. And it was, he was feeling like his life of his life and his family's life was being threatened. So really the first thing you have to do is understand what's causing your fear. Because remember that when you go through these bouts of fear, these fits of fear, these rages of fear, this overwhelming sense of panic and fear, it's almost like you step into a room that's completely filled with smoke and you cannot make up from down, from right to left. You can see absolutely nothing. That's how you feel in the midst of your fear. But what you need to do is actually just close your eyes and understand what's causing your fear. What is causing your fear? Just think about it. Now, if I would have taken, if you, if I would have been listening to this podcast many years ago before podcasts were even a thing in the midst of my fear, I would have had to really focus in and say, I'm afraid that I am going to get a diagnosis that is ultimately going to lead to my death. That's honestly, for me at that moment, that's what was causing my fear. I was feeling like my life was threatened because my health was being threatened. That's what was causing my fear. So what I'm asking you to do is just really think right now, what is causing your fear? Break it down and understand it. Take fear out of this this completely outrageous sense of something that is so overwhelming and break it down and understand what's causing it. And I know it's going to end up being some type of perceived threat or actual threat maybe to you or to your family. And yes, sometimes when you try to break down fear, you're going to see that what's going on in front of you is actually not that bad. You're just forecasting that it's going to get worse. I'm, don't forecast. Look at the reality of what is causing your fear. That's the first thing you have to do when you get this sense of fear. What is causing your fear? That's what Joseph did. Then you can see what God gives you and focus on him. You see, and to Joseph, God came and met with him in a dream. And maybe that's how it's going to happen to you. I wish I could tell you exactly what's going to happen and how it's going to. But God's way too big and too personal in every one of our lives, individualized, that I can't tell you because that limits God and he's limitless. But I'm telling you that God is going to give you something that is going to allow you to focus on him. It's going to be something. I don't know what. To Joseph, he had a dream. To me, I, I actually had a friend, a friend that talked me and, and walked me through it and, and actually took me, took me out of town and, and really helped me understand some things. It was a friend Maybe it's going to be a song. Maybe it's going to be music. Maybe it's going to be a message. Maybe it's going to be something that happens at church. Maybe it's going to be something that happens at a job. Maybe it's going to be something you hear on the radio, something that pops up on your, on your social media feed. I have no idea. But I'm telling you in the midst of your fear, because God is incredibly amazing and he can always be trusted, he is going to give you something that is going to be like a little light blinking that you know it's God. And what I'm asking you to do is focus on that. 
focus on that blinking light. That's God. Focus on that. Focus on him. Whatever he gives you, let it focus you on him. Get your eyes off of everything. Just focus in on that blinking light in that smoke-filled room. And you focus in sharply on God and whatever it is that he gives you, that little thing. Then what you start doing, the third thing, is you move in the direction that God shows you. Once you see that light blinking, so to speak, that act of God, that little thing that he gives you, and you focus in on it, I'm telling you, I can't give you specifics because God can do so many things and he's going to give you something very personal to your situation. But start moving in the direction that God shows you. Just move in that direction. So don't stand still. Don't cower. Don't sit in a corner. Start moving, gaining momentum, moving, doing something in your life that is that that is in the direction of what God is showing you. It could be anything. It literally could be sending out a text. It could be having that conversation. It could be going to that event that you got invited to. It could be watching the movie that somebody wants you to watch. I could, going to a concert. It, I, I, it could be hanging out with a buddy. I don't know. But there's going to be a little something and it's going to require an action of you. Take the action. Move towards that direction. If you do those three things, what you're going to find is you're going to work through that fear because those three things are going to combine to have a very powerful effect on what you're experiencing, what you're feeling, and what your response is to it. I can promise you that. And I'm promising you that not only based on this passage, because I've lived it out in my life. Listen, guys, I know what it is. I have been at a point in my life where I was so down I was absolutely paralyzed by what my circumstances and situations were. I can tell you I was so paralyzed because I feared that I was losing everything that mattered to me. I was losing my family. I was losing my career. I was losing everything and anything that seemed to matter. And it was all going away. And I was so overwhelmed by fear. I was absolutely paralyzed. And I'm telling you in that moment, I know it doesn't make sense if you've never been there. But it's hard to breathe. It's hard to think. It is literally, it feels hard to live at that moment. And then God gives you this little something. And you focus on it. And as you focus on it, it starts to change things in you. And then as you start taking that little step towards it, the action that that something seems to require, you just move that way. And all these three things combine, and I can tell you, to come together to mean something very significant. And what it means is it means that your fear, rather than absolutely crippling you, can actually become the thing that leads you to your greater purpose. You just have to make sure that your fear focuses you, not on the fear, but focuses you on that little thing that God gives you, on God himself and then focuses your movement towards it. Thank you for listening today. And I know that those of you who struggle with fear, you're wanting this. Take the action, and I can tell you that God will do something pretty fantastic for you. All right? So you focus. You learn. Thank you. Thank you.